Welcome to today's episode. Uh, it's a little bit different. I have a special guest coming on. Her name is Dimity Smith, and she's a dear friend of mine. And before I bring her on, I just wanted to give a little context to how this came about. Now, if you're not following me on Instagram, I highly recommend you follow me. My handle is natasha.brooker. And Dimity, she follows my stories. So I like to share a lot of quotes and things that kind of resonate with my soul. So it's usually me, <laughs> me and intuition um, coming up with, I like to, any quotes that are usually about like manifesting or the universe or intuition or things on mindset. And I shared this quote from uh, Thought of Women, and it says, You can't F anything up that is meant for you. So stop being so scared of what will happen. Trust your intuition and let your heart and soul guide you on this journey. I promise you, you cannot mess anything up that is meant for you. Now, my friend Dimity, she sent me a message saying, like, how do you have the energy to keep going, particularly in the dating world? And I sent her a voice note back asking, ooh, because I'm like, intuition was like, ooh, we need to do a podcast episode about this. <laughs> and I asked her to delve more into what she meant. And... I was going to do this podcast episode just with me talking about it. But then I had this inspired idea to bring Dimity on and we will have a conversation and unpack this. Because the next thing, there were a few things that she said in the follow-up voice message about how she's, everything in her life is going great except for this one particular area. In the dating dating life and there's a few nuances to this and this episode is for you yes if you're single but even if you're not single you're going to get so much value out of it because we will be speaking about how your intuition guides you how to manage your energy uh, but also you can apply it to any particular area in your life where you feel there is resistance or things feel like they're not working. Okay, so that's the context to this. So I hope you really enjoy this episode and I need you to stick around afterwards after I've had a chat to Dimity because I'm going to give some kind of follow-up thoughts and insights. And I got this idea from a man called Nick Slater, very highly spiritual, enlightened um, man that I found on Instagram. And I'm hoping one day that I can get him on the podcast. But he has a podcast called Becoming. And I love this idea in that he had a get he has guests on, but then he also gives insights afterwards to help you draw out some of the learnings 
and his thoughts on the episode, which is what I feel that this episode is going to need. So stick around to the end. And once again, I hope you enjoy. So welcome, my beautiful friend, Dimity Smith. Thank you, my darling friend. Podcast. Uh, so I've, I've given a bit of introduction to our listeners already, but I thought if people wanted to know, Dimity and I, we met back in 2014. Yeah, 2000. gosh. I first moved to London, so she's one of my original friends from... London and I think some of my favorite memories have been from that year with you and I wasn't in London for that long so my entire memories include you and Neeks when we were there so some of my most favorite overseas experiences I've ever had were with you yes and I kind of love that in this is kind of a separate tangent but that people come into your life that just have such an impact on you that become lifelong friends that even because Dimity has moved back uh, to Australia. She's in Tamworth. Um, but it was such a, I love our friendship. And yeah, me too. yeah. So I thought we'd start with maybe giving your point of view in where you're at right now in terms of what's where you're feeling stuck. And yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, for a bit of context, I'm 36, I'm single, I live in a beautiful home where I've just shown you as we're Zooming to record this. Um, I, yeah, feel really happy in my career, in my family and my friends. Um, I feel that I'm a good person. Um, I have a lot of fun, a lot of great hobbies. Um, I'm always out doing things and going to fun things and having a great time but the the area of my life that just hasn't felt naturally positively flowing and has been a challenge has been my dating life so um few things come into that so i have had a few long-term relationships and one that ended two and a half years ago um, when i had lived in a place um, in western new south wales in australia um I had um, yeah, been in that relationship and there was a decision made by him about a change of situation and, and he also too wasn't sure about kids. And that's something that I, it's a non-negotiable for me. I, I really wanna be a mum and it's, I think probably my biggest personal trait is my maternal instinct, um, if you could call that a personality trait. Um, and so, yeah, so since then, you know, I was sort of 33, 34 at that time and then moving back to Tamworth, look, I'll just pick, paint a picture for people. It's um, small, um, well, not small, it's a regional city. So there's about 80,000 people here, um, but dating is slim pickings. Like it's just, I'm sure there's a pot for every lid, but I'm struggling to find mine um, here in Tamworth. And so I'll, you know, be really, I'm really open. I try and be and, and verbalize that, that I'm really open um, to things happening. I think I'm better at screening for red flags early on. Um, but yeah, after I dated someone this year, um, it, you know, was going really well. And then it sort of ended very abruptly and he just disappeared. And that was, that was pretty shitty and broke my heart a little bit. 
And so I've kind of, you know, been trying to get back on the dating kind of bandwagon because I do really want to be a mom and I want to meet someone, even though I have frozen my eggs and I've looked at the donor pathway, I still really very much have this hope um, that I will meet someone to have a family with. And um, yeah, so I think I've, I've really struggled with the, the finding the energy to try and go get back out there again when I'm emotionally exhausted because of I feel like my poor little heart is pedaling and pedaling and pedaling and I'm not really getting any wins in that way. And it's really tough because all other areas of my life don't feel stuck and they feel joyful and positive and moving forward. And um, but yeah, that's it in a nutshell. I hope I've wrapped it up in a bow. No, that, that is beautiful. Um, and I think that's something that we all kind of struggle with at some stage in our life that there may be an aspect that isn't working. Mm. And and I had that with my career years ago. I, I was yeah. a psychologist, yeah. worked for years before I moved to London. I was a psychologist and I just didn't enjoy it and I hated it. And it, it took me a few years to really work through, well, what do I want to do? Where does my passion lie? Where does my energy flow come from? And then now I'm on the other side and it took quite a while to get here, but I'm so happy in my career. Like, yes, it's stressful sometimes and it's busy, but I love it. And it's, you know, I've got my own company now and it's awesome. So, yeah. you know, I know that it can there can be other aspects of life that can be shitty, whether it's family or friends or whatever. But this is for me where the, yeah, where the gaps are now. And I think it's, it's part of that. You, you almost have to kind of get back into that flow and find that flow in that area and the energetic flow. Uh, I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in my twenties, I was able to, you know, I probably, um, I probably got pretty badly scarred by my first boyfriend being very emotionally like toxic and, um, insecurely attached and needy and almost like, yeah, like gaslighting and, um, uh, emotionally abusive to a point. Um, mm. and you know, things like would, um, say that he was going to kill himself if I broke up with him. Like, and at 18 in that formative first relationship, that really, I think, traumatised me. And back then, you know, in 2004, we didn't really talk about this sort of stuff in mm. relationships. It just wasn't discussed. And I think then through my 20s, I was this emotionally unavailable human because I was so scarred. And so I, I think about it now and I had these wonderful guys that were interested in me and this flow of guys was great. And I think it was because I, I just couldn't even face it or didn't even want it. And then now I've kind of come to my thirties and I'm like, shit, like all of those amazing guys that I could have had that liked me and I just couldn't do it. I wasn't ready. I wasn't in the mindset. It wasn't right. So I've lost my flow. It's yeah, gone. You got it. Yeah. Um, we, we, we need you to get your flow back, which is mm -hmm. yeah. what part of this conversation is about, but so for me, I think you've known some of my history, but it was very similar um, in that in the romantic space, it just it just wasn't working. And you yeah. just kept on coming up and al having almost relationships. And yep. it wasn't until I unpacked that to that, actually it was at 17 when I had this experience that... Um, I guess stunted the flow or the resistance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So in terms of um, going back to it, have you unpacked that from back in that, that 18 self and unpacked, unpacked the underlying core of it? Because for me yeah. it was... I'll always come second and I'll never be good enough. Mm. But once I unpatch that, even though I am single now, I'm coming at it from a place of there is a calmness to going out into the dating world. It doesn't feel draining. And when I'm showing up to dates now, it's before it was you wanting the need to, I need you to like me, you know, yes. What do yes. I have to do? What do I have to do to make you like me? How do I make myself my most shiny self? Yes. But now I'm like, I'm, when you kind of, after doing all that, that kind of work, you kind of step into your power and then it's like, do you fit into my life? I think that's been something that I've started to change. Do I like you? And do I like you? Are you someone I would like? Are you someone yeah. that I would like as, you know, as someone to date? Because before I'd be yeah. like, please just like me, but I just yeah. want him to like me. Like, but, yeah. but does he like me? Did he call me back? And then I'm like, but was it actually a good date? Did I even like the date? And I've tried yeah. to, but there are some of those old trauma bonds probably that are in there that are stuck into it. And yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is because like every now and then I still come up against those old feelings mm. of not being good enough, but on the whole, <laughs> it's feeling like much more aligned. And even the men that are coming into my life now are kind of those, um, what I like to think, like the enlightened, enlightened men that are like into personal development and, and all of this. Yeah. yeah. But part of it, I think, that I feel helped me a lot is to, like, building up, like, writing. Have you thought about writing a list of all, all the awesomeness that you bring to the table? I haven't thought about the awesomeness that I bring to the table, but I think I know what those things are and I do mm -hmm. I do think that and I and that's the thing like I've sort of talked about it with my kinesiologist and my psychologist you know like that I um like because this is something I actively want to work on and work mm -hmm. through and um you know I, I know what I have to give and even sometimes now I sort of think to myself oh god what if I look like shit down the street in town and someone's going to see me and then I'm like someone needs to like this as it is it's wonderful as it is and and i've thought to myself how many guys have you looked at and been like you're a babe and then he may think oh god i'm so horrendous there's no way a girl would ever look at me mm -hmm. and i've sort of started to go surely there's some guy out there that would find me attractive like surely absolutely just, i mean if i was a guy i'd absolutely lock you down dimity thanks Dal. right back at you um but i think that's the thing like it's this yeah this this core belief stuff around the I am unlovable um, that comes from probably childhood trauma, not big trauma, but, you know, just attachment stuff with my parents, um, particularly my mum. Yeah, like I think that definitely plays into dating around, um, you know, this need for admiration and need for approval um, from other people. And even, 
yeah, like as much as I can at a high level be like, I understand this and I, I know this, it's the deep seated, like in my tummy, do I believe it and feel it that I'm missing? Mm. How, so I'm going to bring intuition into this. How do you feel that you can bring that into it? Um, Like I do, I think in the past, um, like I, I genuinely believe in like using my intuition for, for everything, like even particularly like work. I had this guy that I recruited not that long ago and I just had this gut feeling. It just wasn't going to work and I just couldn't shake it. And I knew even before he started, I was like, this just isn't going to, I just feel this isn't going to last. And I said to my mom and she's like, you've got to trust your gut on that. Like you have to listen. Anyway, he started within two weeks. I was like, no. Nah, he's he's out like and and I terminated him within a few weeks because it just wasn't going to work and I think that my problem is that I tend to know that in the intuition is kind of sparking up or poking out and saying hey there's something not quite right here but I haven't been able to trust it a lot before either because I've over um, had anxiety and my fight or flight has gone over and, and the gut instinct has been too sensitive. So now I'm kind of having to trust, but also test at the same time as to, is this intuition realistically reflective of the situation or is this me being overly sensitive to a situation? So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's making sense, but I'm, uh, yeah. It is, because it's, that's, and that's what people struggle with a lot is knowing when your intuition is speaking to you or is it the, that anxiety, is it fear? And yeah. Such yeah. A del- it's such a delicate balance, which is why it, it, it does take that practice and even that testing so that you can think back on those moments, like what you had with that. Um, the guy that you hired review that and be like what was it and I feel it was like that that shaking feeling that usually it's that persistent thought that you just can't get rid of and it will usually accompany with this like subtle underlying feeling yeah but the more examples you have at that the more you can hone your intuition yeah, that's true. Because even uh, just thinking of dating and I had a date with this guy a few weeks ago in Canberra and I was like, this guy's so amazing, so amazing. But uh, things that, you know, I sort of asked and I'm, I'm so scared to ask people about what they're after. Like I feel like a psycho to even ask it. It's really weird because you don't want to push it. And I was only down there for work. Like, so you don't want to get too hectic about it because that just freaks me out. But I sort of said, you know, are you looking to date someone? Like, where where are you at with this? And he's like, well, I kind of just like to see and get to know someone and see naturally, you know, where that goes. And so now I've kind of gone, shit, was that a red flag? Was that emotional unavailability? Because he couldn't articulate that he definitely wants someone straight away. And I don't know. And so, you know, that's kind of fizzled. I mean, I was only talking to him this afternoon. It's not bad or anything. But, I almost yeah. feel like you need to kind of take a step back mm. and release the pressure on the outcome. How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Teach me how, because I know that's the problem. I know that's the problem. Like, I don't know how. Come at it. Um, 
I'm at it with a sense of a thing that really helped me actually is building up the belief that it's meant for you. Because I know logically you're like, I know it's meant for me. So anything that you like, well, this is the way that I, I think about it in that if you have such a deep desire to set for us in this instance, find our future person. Like it is so core in me and I know that it's going to happen. And I know if I didn't, like the universe wouldn't give me this desire if it wasn't meant to be. Mm. And then finding examples of it happening for others as well. That's where I've been unstuck. That's where I haven't been able to find people over 35 that meet forever people. You, if you look for it, you will find it. And it doesn't have to be people that you know in, um, say, like in Tamworth. I literally. No, I've been looking. I've been looking. Evidence. I've Googled it. And I found all these stories of how people have met and even uh, I think BuzzFeed did a um did one of actually it was a lot of famous celebrities that uh i looked at amal clooney and um you know and george clooney and i was like but that celebrity is that real and um but just have the intention to find more examples i've saved some of these so i'll send them to you and start to build up that um because there are more people out there than you realize that have found love after 40. Oh no, I I believe that. Like that's that's not the issue. It's the issue of the fact that my biological clock is ticking. Mm. That's the issue. And mm. I know the fact that I have got eggs frozen, which is great, and my health is good, but I also too don't want to be really older than 40 before I have my first child. I don't want to be, mm. you know, 60 when they turn 20. Like, wait, that is not right. Um, do the maths. <laughs> like my maths is really not good. Um, they'll be 20 and I'll be 60. Yeah. Um, examples of um, people that, so it's kind of building that belief to then that is going to help you take the pressure off. Because when you're coming into that energy, or coming to your dating life with that energy of that need because that's mm. it's, it's it's coming from a place of lack and you want yeah, it's not from a place of joy yeah it's not coming from a place of and joy from a place of yeah. and if you feel that right now sometimes you have to take the pedal off the foot off the pedal mm. and just have a reset yeah and yeah, no, I definitely am not actively chasing dating like I was. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need a reset to pause and get back to that joy. Get mm-hmm. back to that. So take the pressure off, build up that belief. Yeah. Yeah, because I think um, the, like, I mean, it all makes sense and it's all stuff that I know. Like, I know that that's the case. I know, I know that stuff. And I know that it's, it's the, you know, go into it, not expecting anything, have a good time. And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't enjoy this because all it does 
is it's bringing up it's bringing up the lack though yeah so I don't know how to I don't know how to change that even if it is a you know a, a CBT thought restructuring process but even if it's um I probably should say I'm a psychologist to anyone listening. Um, but <laughs> I do have, I know what's going on in my brain. I, I know, I know. I'm like, I can, um, I can totally, you know, think about restructuring, but I don't know how to approach dating without the view of the lack. That's what I'm struggling with. If you did know, what would it be? If you say, okay, let's go with like, if, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling with dating and I'm struggling with black. What should I do, Dib? Just keep trying. That would be my advice to you because I come from a place of I'm a misfix it with everything in my work. That's how I roll. Um, oh, that, that would be my advice is just keep trying. So that may be the wrong thing, but I don't know. I feel that like when you have resistance, just trying is going to fuel that the the hardness of it. I don't know if that's correct English, but it's going to kind of if you feel like you're knocking up against a wall. Yeah, but I think in business though, that's that's the approach that you take. Or if you have a relationship that's not working well with a friend you know you keep trying and you'll work through it or if you're in a relationship and you go through a hard time you don't just go oh this is hard i'm going to step out of this you, you keep trying to, to work through the matter you may need to change the approach because actually yeah. this is a guys there's a good uh, podcast episode i did is oh, yeah, cool. around dating input but like if you're getting the same output you're gonna have to, you need to change your inputs yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, you if you're the definition of stupidity, isn't it? Um, doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same result. Yeah, okay, good point. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. But um, it's how do I take a different approach to it is the question. And I think, I think probably the approach that I've felt most inorganic and unhelpful and dissatisfying has been through dating apps mm, i'm with you there i mm-hmm. 100% agree yeah so it might just be that i delete those and be open to and that's what i'd really love i'd really love to meet someone that i just gel with and go oh this person is awesome this is so fun we've just met this is great like getting to know this awesome human who's smart and lovely and funny um good oral hygiene um you know like we're not asking for much everyone come on i know look it's really funny can i share this with you this is probably perfect for the podcast i was just around at a friend's house and was doing santa lists with their kids and her husband and um they were sort of saying yeah write what you want as a guy from santa to bring you and i said righto okay so i wrote dear santa i've been a good girl and nice and have tried hard this year so please bring me a wonderful single emotionally available man with the following qualities honest caring and sexy funny fertile and nice penis 
good oral hygiene, clever and hardworking, sporty, fun, ambitious, and generous. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. But I think the part of it is you need to write down what you want. The universe, the universe can't give you what you want if you're not clear on it. Santa can't bring the right gifts if he doesn't know what is on your list. Exactly. I think so then maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah. Maybe it is, is that I changed the approach yeah. in that I will be able to feel joy. I think that I would be able to feel joy in the dating process if it didn't feel as arduous. Mm -hmm. And I think by meeting someone organically, which look, that hasn't happened in a while. So that's where I'm like, ah, shit. Um, but like, maybe I just be open. Be open to it, put the intention out there and bring some fun back into it and almost be like, because now what I do is I'm like, when I go out, I'm like, I'm going to be my best feminine flow and see what happens and not going out to like meet the one just to enjoy like why don't you why don't you put it out there that you want to meet the one because like I know that I want to meet the one but when you're going out into that because that adds because it's where it where does it add pressure and you don't want the pressure there in terms of and just like let's see what the universe has in store and coming at it from like getting in my most feminine flirty self and just having fun interacting with the other with the masculine energy and just yeah. getting getting into the just having fun yeah I know the only thing I think about that though is that is that then fear because you're not putting it out there that you really deserve the one No, I don't know. Not, not for me, not in my case. No, not. Yeah. I just wonder if it's, in my case, I'd want to put it out there. Find, yeah. You need to find what feels. And the key thing is that underlying feeling, what feels best to you. Yeah. See, for me, I'm like, I'm at the stage where I'm like, I have so much belief that it's going to happen that I don't feel like there's any pressure in it if that makes sense you don't have to direct it yeah 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 because i'm now of the I've, I've i've done i've done the previous thing before where i've chased all the men i've chased yes, we coming, I've yes. chased coming from the lack and i'm like no i've um that's not where i'm at anymore i've kind yeah. of healed that part and i don't chase i attract have you noticed a significant difference in the flow since that's changed? I have, I have, I have noticed yeah, cool. it in myself and there's the, um, I don't feel the lack. Yeah, so that's great. Um, mm. Yeah, I haven't quite, and I think this probably comes from me being a um, problem-solving creature um and that has been my whole life like how I've been brought up to even you know I remember with an event a few months ago and this is just out of my dad being a perfectionist like 
always trying to improve however he can. And after an event, he was like, that was really good, Dim, but how could you improve for next time? You know, which is great. Like, that's what I've grown up with my family being like. And even the other day, I said something to my mum and she was like, yeah, but I mean, how could you do that better next time? Why didn't you go for this? And I'm like, far out. Like, is that not good enough? And I think... That's where it's stemming from. Yeah, yeah. So it's about, mm-hmm. okay, what's lacking and how could I do better? Or what could I push for more? How could you get more out of this? And I, I totally get that that has me seated in masculine energy, definitely. Um, but it's very hard. And I also too want to accept that for someone to love me, I want them to love me as me, which is me in that energy. You know, like everyone has the, well, everyone deserves to be loved exactly who they are, mm-hmm. whether they're in a negative energy or a feminine energy or whatever. And I think is, that's the thing, yeah. Is, is that your authentic energy? Um, I think, yeah, that's a good question because I think I've had to become that way. Like I've, you know, like you probably feel the same, you know, we haven't had people that have been there that look after us. Yeah. We haven't been able to sit back and I, I I got really up, not upset, but triggered, not triggered. I hate that word. That sounds way intense for what it is. I got really frustrated, annoyed. Um, and a girl I know, she posted on her story after an International Women's Day event that I'd done saying, I'm so grateful that I never have to, um, what did it say? Um, I'm so grateful that you just let me be, be myself and I don't have to try to, um, to be equal or something like, like it was something about like, Oh, I'm so great. I've got this husband. Oh, no, she was like, um, it said something like, um, I'm so glad I've got a husband that means I don't have to be independent. And I'm like, that's really good for you. But that really hit me hard because I'm like, I didn't want it to be like this. I, I wanted to be the girl that got married at 25 and had babies and was the housewife. It didn't happen that way for me. And... Partly the, there's so many good nuggets in that, in that yeah. when you, I know you don't like the word, but when you are, when something elicits such a strong response, yes, response in you, not triggered, elicits a strong response. Yeah. There is something out of alignment in you from mm. that. Yeah. And I think part of it is like you thought you had a plan for yourself Mm. and it didn't happen and it didn't happen but Mm. what if this is exactly how it was supposed to happen yeah and I I wrestle with that and think about everything you have created and cultivated in your life it wouldn't have happened this way had you had been married exactly totally agree I wouldn't have this career and this home and this lifestyle and family and friendships that I've 
God so grateful for. And so it's really hard because when that triggers in me, that response, I'm, I get really cranky because I'm like, that should have been my life or I could have had that, but you know, the world, and, and I kind of probably get angry at the universe because I'm like, why didn't I deserve that? Why am I not wonderful enough that I didn't get to get that? And um, you are wonderful enough and you got all these blessings that you have yeah. and it's yeah. working out and coming kind of stepping into that and coming into that energy and mm-hmm. you may even have to this is just coming to me but let go of what you thought it was going to be and actually grieve that almost that timeline that you had envisioned yeah, I've definitely talked through that with my psychologist. Yeah, that's definitely yes. something. Yes. I know, like I'm, I promise you I'm trying really hard. Um, but, yeah. Try a little less hard. Just <laughs> It's so funny. I don't know if you remember seeing um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and they're on the beach having surf lessons and he's like, try less, try less. And he's like, okay, no, try more. No, but try less, but try more. And I'm like, freaking hell, this is me with dating and my life. (laughs) Try less. And I'm like, I don't know how to do less. I don't know. (laughs) I think maybe you're just like, sometimes I'm like, I give the universe a bit of a a test to be like, you know what? I'm I'm giving you the reins. Let's see where where this week ends up. What fun like? that's what I'm like at work that's what I'm like at work I'm so like that at work and I said that to the girls today in in my team and I said see imagine if I was this chill about dating it'd be awesome because I had like another staff member have a sickness who is a contractor who can't do a project it was like the fourth person this has happened with and I'm like oh my god but I'm like it's fine we'll find someone it'll be right it'll all work out it'll be fine you have have tools within you just trying to shift them into another zone I know and that's how I am at work like I'm very chill with work and family and friends it's just this component I can't get my head around but remember that your career wasn't always like this so no it wasn't no it's not not, so it's it's transmutable to this Mm. and I feel so try and think of it that way like what did I do on this and think of it in this sense yeah but I guess dating is is it's more charged for us because in society we've been taught that we are less than without a person yeah I mean it's not even so much like I mean I'm I don't feel like less because I don't have a person like I don't feel like that I feel um I feel in myself that I've always wanted to have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where I get angry at the universe for not showing me I deserve that. And that hurts because I feel like because it hasn't happened, it oh. hurts me. And like, this is where I might cry because I feel like, what did I do in another life to deserve to not have this? What is it that I've done wrong 
to not deserve this like my beautiful friends have met their partners who are wonderful and they've had kids and whilst they may be you know really tough times having kids is not easy um but I yeah I kind of go what did I do wrong or what what is wrong with me that I don't deserve that goodness in my life like others have that's that's hard that's yeah 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 Yeah. so that's that I think is is part of me kind of goes no stuff this I am the controller of my own destiny I can make this happen and so that you know push of energy is potentially you know part of the problem Hmm. um but there's also too, it feels like in your later 30s dating, there's guilt and shame that comes with wanting to be a mother, particularly to guys who are dating you because they're like, just want you to be chill. I just want this to be chill. Let's just see what happens. Um, and I think that there's, yeah, like you feel bad even being wanting to be your open, true self when you're dating. Do you think that's because because usually what's happening in your outer world is a reflection of your inner world and so the Mm. people that you're calling into your life why do you feel shame about wanting what you want um because that's not coming from them that's coming from you yeah yeah so i think um I don't know. I don't know whether it's um, the, maybe it is, maybe this is the crux of it all. Maybe it is the way in which I'm communicating what I want, the way in which is uncomfortable for them because of the intensity of way of which I want it. And maybe that's what's offensive to them, not actually I don't know. I don't know. It shouldn't be uncomfortable for them. Like, but it is like, it is when you, when you date guys at the moment and my friends are having the same issue is that these men. I'm having the the opposite issue in like the men that I've recently dated, they were like, I want a family. That's all I want. It's, it's what keeps me up at night. Send them my way, girlfriend. <laughs> Send them over. Because every every guy here they that are, I have, yeah. They sorry, exist. Go. They are there. And men do yeah. want love and children. And you're not unusual in that wanting kids. Mm. And I would... Not wanting kids is the minority, of, particularly for a woman. I'm going to get really raw here. Um I was on a podcast a few years ago, an Australian podcast called Motherland. It's amazing. And I was the first female on there that hasn't had a child that was was on the podcast talking about my egg freezing journey, which was really cool. Um, And one of the things that I had sort of said on there is that he said he didn't want a baby, my ex-partner. I didn't want a child with me. But six weeks after I left, he got someone else pregnant. And so I think part of the, you know, reinforcement of this whole thing that the universe doesn't see that I deserve this or doesn't want to give it to me, my perception of that or my feelings about that um, 
was reinforced and I said the statement and someone brought it up with me the other day is that it's not that he didn't want a baby he just didn't want a baby with me and and I think this goes back into that reinforcing stuff around am I deserving of love or am I deserving of good things in my romantic life and trying to reword that or reframe that is I find really challenging mm. So there you go. You're getting everything now. You're getting it all out on the table. And that's, that is the crux of it, that you need to reinforce that belief in yourself that you do deserve love. You do deserve. How do you do that? It's a process. Unfortunately, it's it's not an easy, it's not a quick quick fix, mm. and it's for me it was determining where that came from for starters. Mm. Yep. So finding where the first instance of it happened. Yep. And then from there. Or what worked for me was kind of doing that kind of inner child healing or inner yeah. healing of that version of yourself. Yes. Yeah. So I haven't been able to figure out where that came from. That's the tough thing with that one. Okay. So you don't know where the first instance of it came from? No. No, mm. I don't. That's the the really tricky thing is that I just yeah I just haven't been able to quite figure out like I feel like I stayed a girl a young girl until literally 18 19 Mm. and then between 18 19 is where I had to learn all of this adult kind of you know constructs of relationships and things like that and boundaries and things because I just don't think that it ever really been shown to me or discussed you know like still to this day I've only seen my parents fight once they just don't fight and so I don't even know you know I mean sorry that's not to say they don't argue they just don't talk Mm -hmm. so they they just avoid and go into their shell and don't talk and until it blows over you know so they're just non-confrontational people um just don't talk about things it's you know, it's me that runs family meetings because I have to bring stuff up. I'm the parentified child. Um, but so maybe, maybe, sorry, aren't you just? No, it's good. I know maybe. we're hypothesizing and digging and digging and I love yes. it. The instance did not come from a romantic entanglement. No, I don't think it did. No. no. It's not from a romantic entanglement. It's from probably a version of yourself that you don't quite remember of being very young. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, funnily enough, about to start some um, rapid eye movement desensitization yeah. treatment with my psychologist to work yeah. through some of this stuff to kind of get to where that attachment stuff kind of came from. Well, there you go. I know, so it's going to yeah. be pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, pardon? I said, so watch this space. 
Yeah, I know. Watch this space. Yeah. So anyway, look, we've gone down a deep, dark, we have, dark. We really should um, <clears throat> start to kind of wrap this up soon. Yeah. <laughs> we've, um, been, we've, we've really gone on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but I hope this, I hope for those listening that it is helpful, um, that you're not alone in your struggles and that um, it's kind of going back to the root of whatever it is you're having resistance with Mm. and working on that and building I feel that it's kind of a a process that you take it a step at a time and don't put too much pressure on yourself to have it all figured out either because that's the beauty of this human journey and interaction but kind of building that belief of what it is you're trying to achieve and know that whatever desire is in your heart it's meant for you I think that's that's probably the moral to this discussion is that it's really so much around um the true belief the deep in your gut of your tummy belief that it's for you um and it's really funny because you know whilst i know like without shadow of a doubt i'll meet someone one day no doubt not even a question but for me right now it's about finding that right person that i want to have a family with and if i can't then that's okay I've got those little eggies there ready to go. I've got a donor ready to go. So it's fine, but it's um, really just exploring this life journey Mm -hmm. and trying to find ways to help me believe that I'm deserving of love Mm -hmm. and good, happy, healthy relationships. And just remember that the life path that you have now is exactly what it was meant to be yes and thinking of all those beautiful amazing things that you have in your life right now yeah if you had got married at 25 you certainly would have met wouldn't have met me I know and how rubbish would life have been if I hadn't had those adventures with you and our trip to Amsterdam which was so fun we had a great time we had so many adventures I just honestly the amount of times I think to myself like why did I not just stay there longer so I could hang with Tash? Like, why <laughs> did we not, you know? And even Nick's, Nick's got a baby and, you know, like she's moved on in her life as well. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, um, I wouldn't change mm. where I'm at, yeah. you know, for everything that I have now and all the wonderful experiences I've had and the cool things that I get to do all the time. The work that I get to do is so fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and so I love lean, it. Lean into what's working as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's working. What, yeah. Dimity, thank you so much for this. Appreciate you coming on the Intuition Podcast. Thank yeah. you, my dear, so much for having me. And I um, look, I hope that it's provided some insight and some thought. Um, and, and I hope it, you know, provokes some cool discussions. Not that there's a solution, but... Um, that there's a process to get to where you want to get to. Absolutely. Wonderful. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Don't run away. Uh, This is the section where I will do kind of a roundup and provide some final thoughts because that conversation was such a beautiful conversation. And 
The intention behind it was to hopefully show that you're not alone in whatever uh, in whatever you're feeling or going through or struggling with. And a message to Dim and you listening to this. I want you to know you are so worthy of love. You are good enough exactly as you are. And you don't need to do anything to receive that love. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done to feel that with all the things that you've been through and the programming that uh, you're currently, it's like a fish going up a stream. It's an analogy or perspective change that I found helpful uh, with, and this was um, what my love coach told me, in that when you look at a baby, an innocent little baby, you know that baby deserves love. It's a baby. It's brought into this world. It's innocent. It's, it's just there. And you look at it and you don't think a baby doesn't deserve love because it hasn't achieved anything. Because all it can do is sleep, eat, cry. Absolutely not. A baby deserves love just by being. And I want you to remember that you were once that baby and nothing has changed you are deserving of love just by existing you don't have to achieve anything you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to act a certain way you being uniquely you is enough and you are enough so another thing I wanted to bring up is that this journey of personal growth of self-development of working out what those whatever area in your life that doesn't seem to be working it's a process and there's not a quick fix it is a matter of undoing what has been done or what has been put into your programming and the process that dim and i talked about is whatever area is the resistance or doesn't seem to be working you need to kind of go within and work out where the underlying program came from and ways to do that is or to find that out is take notice of those things that elicit those um, uh, emotionally charged responses, <laughs> or as we said, the word the triggering, the triggers, and work out what the first instance of that is, and then from there, do an inner child healing to heal that version of yourself that first had that programming. So if you were a child and you needed to um, perform in order to or perceive that you were loved. It's kind of healing that part of yourself. 
and then from there you can your intuition will come out more and you can tap into it to help you realign with your soul and kind of build that that trust with the universe with yourself with building that self-worth and this kind of happens over time and you have to have compassion with yourself on this journey and not be too hard on yourself and the other part of it is you need to build that belief also that it's meant for you There's also this thing about divine timing sometimes. It doesn't matter how hard you want it. It will happen in its own divine timing. But you need to trust that the universe has your back and build that up. And that can take time as well. But think of your own life right now and the instances when you felt supported by the universe or something that you're going after. So look at the areas in your life that are working and how the universe had a hand in that. And also look for examples um, in your friends, in um, on the internet of it working out and trusting that it is meant for you because it is a much more enjoyable experience if you can... Be joyful while you're waiting for whatever it is that's coming your way. Then wondering, why is it taking so long? (laughs) And that kind of brings me to my other point in that I too sometimes have moments of when I question everything. I question the universe. I'm like, what the hell is this? Why is it taking so long? Why can't I just find my person? I do have those moments. I'm not unique or special that I'm in this, always in this joyful, happiness, positivity. No, there are moments when I feel like I'm like, what? Why? Is it not easy? Like, why is it taking so long to find my person? Um, and I, que- I question the universe. And then that that's like a dialogue between me and my guides. And so you're not alone in that. And But what I do have is the belief and trust in the universe. And in those moments, I know that they will pass. And I have the tools to kind of get me out of it quite quickly and return to alignment and it's usually when I've had a a long day or um, even in an unsuspecting moment of watching a Hallmark movie that you get these waves of waves of doubt or waves of um, loneliness in the sense of it would be nice to have someone to share this moment with type feelings they don't happen often, but when they do, I I know that you just got to sit with the uncomfortableness of that and let the feeling pass through the body. And then I remember 
that I'm connected to source, that I'm connected to love, that my guides have it. And I'm back to feeling, oh, yeah, oh, that's right. I'm supported. I'm good. And that's kind of what I, I'm wishing for you to, with these podcast episodes and hearing this, that you you get to that place where you are content in your soul and that your default setting is that happiness and and knowing everything is exactly as it should be but like i said it's a process and sometimes you have to go within and sometimes you do need outside help to guide you i've had many coaches and books and people that have helped me along my journey and that's why i'm also really excited that watch this space because in in the new year i'm going to be launching the intuition academy which is to help you learn the language of your soul and it will be a space where you can where we have the framework and the guidance to go through this process of uncovering those subconscious blocks and building that trust with your intuition and learning how your intuition speaks to you so watch this space it's very it's going to be very exciting and it's it's the vision of it is to give you the support and the tools that you need to explore that part of yourself and to learn the secret language of your soul and to be able to hear your intuition to guide you um, to whatever it is in life that you're wanting, those heart desires, those things that deepen your soul. That is what the Intuition Academy is all about, helping you turn up the volume on the whispers of your soul so that life is joyful, it's a bit easier, Um, And it's in flow. You're in creative flow uh, majority of the time. Okay, so watch this space. And I'd love if in the comments below you could let me know what, what resonated with you the most. What's your takeaway from this conversation? And I hope you enjoyed this format. And wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, evening lunchtime. I hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful day and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.